Okay, we are live for a new episode of the Electric Podcast. I am Fred Lambert, your host, and as usual, I'm joined by Seth Wintraub coming us live from Canada. We reversed the role this week. You're from you're in Canada, and I'm from the U.S. What's happening? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, in Victoria. I don't know if uh, I think my setup. I'm at my sister in law's place, and I think the setup here is actually better than mine at, uh, <laughs> in New York. And uh, you're in Virginia, which is you're on your way to New York City, right? Yeah, yeah, we literally well, not switch places because I'm <laughs> I'm further from Virginia from uh, Victoria when in Canada than uh, I am from uh, uh, my home right now. But uh, yeah, I mean that's uh, maybe it's gonna push you to upgrade your setup now that uh, you're, you're, you're non podcasting um, relative. <laughs> better setup than you. Yeah. Uh, all right, so. My trip in Virginia right now kind of um, leads right into our first article for today, which uh, was my test of the self-driving beta I did this week. Uh, I was right now. I'm in uh, Virginia, but I just drove from North Carolina, where um, we went hiking in uh, the um, Blue Ridge Mountains just uh, last weekend. And while I was in the uh, in, in the mountains, and uh, we were driving on the Blue Ridge Parkway, which is a stunning, stunning road, stunning road with clear li- uh, lines on the ground on the road, and barely no intersection. So I was like, oh, "This is this is like where uh, you could really test." Well, l- let me reframe this because you could really test for self-driving better, but not obviously not for intersections and, and things like that. But you, you could really. Uh, push the control system of the full self driving beta because all right the the computer vision of it uh, has always been the most impressive part uh, in my opinion of the system it, it understands it sees its environment very well but it's the decision making part of things that that are not that great in my opinion now add intersection to it add of other people though the, the biggest unknown when you're driving is always the other people driving there's too many morons out there hmm. but and even if they're not morons they can still be dangerous <laughs> on the road because not everyone is uh, apt at uh, driving four thousand pounds uh, machinery and you so re- you you re- with this there's only one it's a one way uh it's two lane one each way for the for the parkway and it's double lanes almost all that we choose so there's no one like uh, you, there, there's no there's no much inter- interaction with other vehicle other than the vehicle in front of you basically which tesla full self-driving meta is really good at because autopilot has been doing that too for a long time now removing intersection too which is a lot more complex is just about can you stay on the road stay in your lane adapt your speed to uh, where you're going. And uh, for the most part, it did pretty well. You can check out the video that I posted. I posted the whole unedited video on our, our YouTube channel. And you, um, you, you, can, you can see that yeah, this, I, I started with the most interesting part, of course, which is, was the only driver intervention in the whole drive. Uh, the drive was about uh, 8 miles, 13 minutes. And no driver interaction, but some issues, again, with phantom braking or phantom deceleration. It's not actually actively pressing the brake, but it's letting off the accelerator, which, of course, engaged the uh, region braking uh, for no real apparent reason. Uh, also, the some of the turns, I guess it's a very windy road, um, some of the turns, you you, 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 you can see the FSD better not being confident in 
how sharp the turn is going to be and it's slowed down too much while other turns that are even sharper uh, for some reason it will take it at the full speed that you set it at which in this case it's the, most of the ride was a 45 miles per hour um, road and I set it to 47 just to get a little bit of leeway so that it can um, make it a little bit more natural of a drive most people don't drive at 45 on that road where things got a little bit more dicey is when we got off of the ridge um, uh, the Blue Ridge uh, Parkway and, and we went into, I think it's part of what they call the Dragon's Tail. It's like a very popular route for motorcycles to do, which I didn't know at the time. And now knowing I wouldn't go back on it with FSD Beta because it's uh, uh, obviously kind of dangerous. It's uh, the, the roads are a lot more are, are windier. So the turns are much sharper. It's a lot of turns. Uh, the speed goes down to 35 miles per hour and I let it at 35, but actually the FSD beta for the most part brought it back to 25, which was more reasonable for most of those turns. But as you can see right uh, here, so that's when we uh, got off the road right here. That was so. This is a dragon tail. You can see it a little bit on the on the screen here. It's extremely windy, and the third turn that we got right here. You can see the car started going over the double lanes. And oh, that's not this one. The next one right here. Yeah, it's a little hard to tell from the viewing perspective if you're going over the lanes or not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's always harder to, to film that, but it's right here. You can see. And whoop, it was going Whoa, straight. Yeah, okay. Forward. You can tell. Yeah, for this one, you could tell that directly. Um, the, the car, as some people noted, it, it looks like the car straightened the, the steering wheel. That was not FSD beta. I straightened the steering wheel. Since that's me, not, as soon as I press the brake, it disengages FSD beta and the wheel goes back to position before I can uh, get a hold of it directly. Even though I had my hands on the wheel, I wasn't like gripping it because those are super short term. If I grip it, it, would get, it was going to disengage FSD beta uh, either way. So I, I was just having my hands on, on it, ready to take control. So it, it turned a little bit by the time I did that. But regardless of that, I felt the car going straight off-road, uh, which is kind of strange because, like again, the, the you could see from the perspective of the car in um, on the screen, it clearly saw the turn, saw the the, the the line, but the production system kind of like overlapped the lines for a, for, for for a second, and it, even though could see it clearly, couldn't understand how sharp the turn was. Um, very strange. Now, since I posted the video, a lot of people are like, I, I've done this same road a bunch of times with FST Beta and it, it went perfectly. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's great, too. I have no problem with that. And I, I can accept that. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, this video is completely unedited here. I, I, I tried to do it and it, it failed. So there's some inconsistency here. And that has been a problem with FSD Beta for a lot of people like, you can get the same, do the same exact location for a bunch of times, and it doesn't get the same reaction. Like you, you would think that, I mean, the computer would be good at. I just if once it gets something right, you just you keep keep doing it. But for some reason, it's inconsistent. More more like a human behavior, really. <laughs> so, right. And interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, you know, we're pretty far along in the FSD beta program. Are you are you feeling any more relaxed when you're 
driving with FSD or is it are just are you just as anxious as you've always been? Is well, it I mean, getting it's always any better. It, it always depends on the situation. In this case, like I was pretty. Re- that's why I was, I was testing it on the parkway. I was pretty relaxed. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it was uh, doing very well. At one point, we uh, encountered some hikers on the side of the road, and I could like I was now obviously like the, my biggest fear is like you you gonna I don't want to injure anyone with, with with this. Like this is a bit of feature that I'm kind of helping it learn. Like it's not like you, you want to be extremely careful. So when I see people on the side of the road, I get automatically a little bit more nervous. But I saw that the system detected not only detecting it, the prediction line went around it. To like, we're gonna slow down right away, and was prepared to go around it. So I was like, "Oh, this is this is pretty good." And then they ended up going on the side of the road themselves, so it was fine. Um, but yeah, once we got to to the dragon stealth thing, like yeah, I was getting more nervous. <laughs> and as soon as there was the disengagement, we we're like, "Okay, I think we're done." Especially my girlfriend was like, uh, she, uh, she, <laughs> she, I could see the the sweat going off of her head. Right. She was uh, not happy. Yeah, being about a passenger, being a yeah, passenger, being a passenger has to hair. be worse. Yeah, it has to right. be worse. But yeah, in some like very simple city driving, suburban type of environment, it's not too bad. But for me, for the most part, it is it is doing the um, it's not doing what Autopilot does for the highway. Autopilot does make right. it more chill for me. Like it's uh, um, it, it is an added benefit on the highway. Using this mm-hmm. in city driving is not. It's just it's had its stress. I feel like I'm working. I feel I'm just like I mm-hmm. am. A, I feel like I, I I'm on the passenger seat, and then there's the FSD beta is in the driver's seat, and I'm just telling it what to do and like uh, being super careful. Kind of like when, when my girlfriend is driving and I'm being a backseat driver, but with uh, FSD beta. So at least FSD beta doesn't talk back to me. But uh. <laughs> oh. hopefully she's not um, listening to us. <laughs> I'm just I'm just teasing. Uh, no one likes a backseat driver. I can understand that, but uh, you, that's literally what we are for the FSD beta. Though, uh, yeah. matter of fact, like it, we, we are we are trying to correct it. And um, yeah, so far uh, this is to to everyone to, like always talking like this. Oh, this this an older version. This is kind of getting an old. It's the latest version. It's ten point twelve, but it is uh, older because uh, ten point thirteen is supposed to come. Uh, Already be in internal testing for a while now. Uh, apparently, and it's ten, coming. And ten sixty. Yeah, now, yeah, now it's ten sixty nine. Now it's been it's been updated to ten sixty nine because apparently, <laughs> you remember when I did this post? It was the post when when went uh, kind of crazy because I guess the headline was a little bit clickbaity where I went and said that uh, Elon did the impossible and uh, manage expectations for the next full self driving beta update. That was ten dot thirteen. But sure enough, then he delays 10.13 right. and then changed it to 10.69. And it's like, there's going to be the greatest update ever, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I have to uh, swallow my words on this one. Uh, I mean, we, we know what is coming. A lot of it, like, they're trying to address like Chuck's turn, like the, the difficult, the more difficult left turns, unprotected left turns. Doing a lot of speed limit improvement too, uh, which I think is needed. Uh, they're doing uh, more animal dis- detection, more uh, uh, object detection, which is uh, you always need more of those. Like it, is, it doesn't detect everything. There's no doubt about it. Children too, apparently, or at least dummies of children, <laughs> fake right. children. Um, but but yeah, no, this is uh, the, it's still super super hard for me to see 
to see it becoming a level four system. It's uh, yeah, not by the end of the year. You're saying I'd be shocked by the end of the year, and Elon would right. be shocked if it doesn't happen by the end of the year. So obviously, right. he knows more than me. Somebody's gonna be shocked. Yeah. He knows more than me about it. There's no doubt. But at the same time, he's been a lot more wrong than me about it too in terms of the right. timeline. So uh, there's the, you have to take both of those things into account. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, especially like now. You know what what's happening? That it's, uh, you know, uh, today I had a bunch of problems too. So we drove from uh, North Carolina to to uh, to uh, now I'm in, I'm in Virginia, Harrisonburg, whatever, a small small town in uh, in Virginia. And uh, on the highway, we kept getting some. Error messages, some system error on FSD uh, in autopilot. Basically, the, the detection system kept dropping. If you looked at the uh, visualization on the system, it we were on uh, on the autopilot or FSD better if it was on the road instead of the, the highway, and it would tell us take control right away, like no alert, no no warning whatsoever. Take control, and then you take control, and then the not only the blue lines and everything would disappear. The visualization of the other cars and everything would disappear as if the system completely drops it did that twice uh and now in my car uh, right now i don't have any uh visualization at all and it cannot activate autopilot even cruise control i cannot activate uh, really so, is, it, is it a camera yeah. issue uh, you you would think, but all my cameras look fine like so it, they gave me the, the error message that it's a system error that it's, that it, like if I look on the Tesla website and the troubleshooting website, the error gave me like yeah, it's either like the cameras, it's either something that's obs- like but obstruction of a view and all that, or uh, uh, a computer error. And to me, it looks more like a computer error because my cameras all looks fine and everything. It looks like and if if, if I have a problem with a camera, normally it gives me like oh this camera is a problem. It didn't give me any of that. It's just like nothing works. You're screwed. Uh, and hmm. it did that twice um, today. So I don't know if my computer, my FSD uh, um, 3.0 computer is just dead. It's uh, it's unclear. Maybe somebody just lived in like your post and decided to uh, break in. No, well, I mean that that uh, it's actually dangerous. Is, uh, how how it drops though so quick? Like especially the alert is like there's just no warning. It's not like oh your system is going down. It's like poof, nothing is working. Like just. Uh, and, and and it's weird because nothing is working, but the alert doesn't go away until you take control. Even though you're in control, like I was, my hands on the wheel, and I can I can still feel the auto steer like steering, but I, I have to break it away or to break in order to like remove the giant oh, alert really? like, in your face. Like it's not like I, okay, I, like I, a, I know I'm already it's just in control. Kind of falling apart. Yeah, just stop, like stop the auto steer and and get, let me get control. Or I don't, don't want to have to like I'm literally on the highway in traffic. There's people behind me, there's people inside of me. I'm not gonna swing it too hard. I don't want to break either. Brake check. They got the guy behind me. So yeah, this is not that was not great. Uh, but I don't know. I'll, I'll see if it's. I have a lot of driving to do tomorrow too. If it still does that tomorrow after a computer reset, I'm gonna have to. Uh, Bring it to maybe I'll go see your uh, <laughs> your Tesla folks and then New York. Oh yeah, Terrytown. Yeah, see if uh, I need a new computer or something. They still have our uh, electric sweatshirt, so in good shape. <laughs> oh yeah, you you bribe them with sweatshirt to get yeah. the faster appointments. Yeah, yeah, can respect that. 
Yeah, speaking of the uh, that 69, Elon announced yesterday that uh, the slowdown is going to be a little bit slower than uh, he previously announced. So he previously said it's coming on August 20th, but now he said that it's coming only to uh, about a thousand Tesla owner. Then there's going to be that that 69.1 uh, next week. That's going to accommodate the feedback from those thousand people, and then a 10,000 release. After that, so the next week, and then point two the week after that, so then we're at three weeks, and then a release. So like we're f- like three to four weeks away from a few a, f- a full release of the um, of the new ten dot sixty nine. So temporary expectation there. Oh yeah, that's what I wanted to say too. So ten point sixty nine is apparently the step just before version eleven that's gonna mesh the two stacks from a highway and. Um, City driving, and I kind of have to say that uh, I'm a little bit uh, pre-interested to that. Like, uh, I'm glad that I'm gonna my this giant road trip with like four thousand miles or whatever I'm driving over the next over over the last month and the next few weeks is gonna be done because uh, I do enjoy my autopilot. And if if it's gonna be meshed with that, I'm like, yeah, not so sure. Do you think people should like hold off on the update if they're uh, making a long trip or something? Well, I mean, the update is going to be a while. I think uh, if 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 we're four weeks away from dot point sixty nine, uh, I think V eleven is going to be uh, months away. Like, especially between dot point twelve uh, and now sixty nine, there's been already like what three months, four months. Yeah. So the updates have been further and uh, farther between. So something to consider. I mean, this this whole FSD beta program, like a. Uh, I, I don't know. Like at the same time, I don't want to see like because it is. There's things about it that are impressive that no other car can do today uh, at a consumer level, and that's great. But for those that spent twelve thousand dollars on this, yeah, like I, I, I'd be mad. I mean, I spent what I want to say like six, five thousand, five six thousand dollars on this, and I, yeah, mine was seven. Yeah, and I haven't even got the beta yet, so yeah. <laughs> I haven't got to try. Uh, you, it, need, you need to you need to contact uh, Nitsa, uh, like Elon on yeah, Twitter. Nitsa. Like Nitsa did it, and apparently they're getting it. So without the safety, though they had a ninety nine percent safety score. So like, what's that about then? Like if you have, yeah, like, yeah, what's the what's the point of the safety score if you have ninety nine and you don't even get it? Maybe it may, yeah. may, maybe what that exposes like oh, Tesla was like didn't want to let uh, Nitsa have it for some reason. Yeah, I wonder if it was registered to Nitsa or if it was under some person at, at Nitsa's name. Like, can you yeah. can you register a car to a organization? I guess you could for commercial purposes. Yes, you could. But if if their goal is to test things out, I would assume that they'd be smart enough not to uh, not to do it for their to their own name. Yeah, it's I, weird. I, I would assume they. So have I mean. Getting back to that earlier point, um, there were a lot of people when uh, Tesla started requiring you to hold the steering wheel or, uh, you know, put weight on the steering wheel. There were a lot of people who delayed their update uh, on autopilot um, because they didn't want to have to hold the steering wheel. Um, Do you think people will be holding off on updates uh, if the FSD uh, merger makes... um, you know, regular autopilot, you know, worse. 
Well, I mean, it, it depends on. It really depends on the update, I guess. I, I guess some people could wait and see what people say out there. Though there's a lot of people that just don't trust at all what they're saying about right. the first beta. Because so, so there's just too many people that are these rosy glasses when it comes to this. Because it's it's just not that like it's impressive in many ways, but it's so far from uh, what it, it claims to be or it claims that it's going to be that right. uh, when, when people say like, like uh, they, these crazy like mileage, like without intervention and all that, like it's just like ugh, this in California, maybe like in, in where Tesla has been testing like crazy, but where I'm driving in Canada and I've drove all the way from Canada to New Orleans and now New Orleans to Virginia. And let me tell you, it's not that good. Yeah. Um, so I'll be I'll be the guinea pig <laughs> when the V11 comes out I'll, I'll I'll get it and I'll I'll test it on the highway and if it's uh, uh, severely brings back the capacity of uh, the auto steer and the traffic or cruise control on the highway I'll, I'll let you guys know. All right, um, we have some Tesla semi news. Uh, last week we had uh, Elon confirming that uh, it's going to be delivered, shipping out this year. Uh, so, like, a kind of a little surprise because we weren't exactly sure on the timing. Now, Tesla has updated its uh, website uh, for the Tesla Semi to uh, to get some new information. And also, they stopped taking reservations. So, they've been taking reservations since the launch in uh, 2017. Uh, I assume that they got plenty of uh, plenty, plenty large backlog by this point uh, since that vehicle was delayed several times. And now, uh, now the uh, in the update to... Uh, Tesla still says the same uh, range. So you have a 300 mile and a 500 mile option. Elon already said that the 500 mile option is going to be um, the one that's get uh, delivered first. I think before they said the full load. Now they, they, they clarified it's a full load at uh, 82,000 pounds, which is the full capacity of a class eight truck, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, still said the under two kilowatt hour per mile of efficiency. So that was the same that they said before. Uh, some new pictures and video of the interior. Um, the production version here. Oops. Like from- Good sound effects. Is that what, what was the sound effects? Really? Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, that looks pretty much the same as uh, uh, the unveiling or pretty close. Is there going to be you- a door or something on the right side there? If you look at the thing, um, like they have that bar. Like I guess armrest with the cup holders and stuff. Like, yeah, not the door is only on the left side, just like. Uh, yeah, so there's no way to get in on, on the other side. I would assume that. And there's no yeah. other seats in the. There's just one seat. Yeah, it's a center seat. Uh, yeah, so that's gonna be a problem for some people. I know that some people like to have like uh, the 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 they bring their uh, partner on the road sometimes. Like if it's their long haul, though. That, I guess the market for for the Tesla Semi is not long haul at first. So it's not that big of a of a deal. Uh, the uh, three independent motor, I think that was four before, if I'm not mistaken. That's weird, right? Like uh, there's four wheels in the back, three motors. I guess it's kind of like a uh, plaid setup. Yeah, it used to be the Model Three motor. So maybe maybe what they did is like yeah, the 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 uh, they used to be four Model Three motors. So maybe what they did is they're using the, the same three. Four motor, the, the same three motors as the plaid, or or three of the more efficient motors in the plaid. I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, so one one motor would control two wheels, and then two one one each of the additional wheels would be controlled by its own motor. Seems kind of yeah. weird, but talking about seventy percent charge in thirty minutes. That's impressive. Yeah, if true. Yes, I mean that's a that's a lot of battery. Do we know how many kilowatt hours that is? No, it's not. Uh, Jamie made the post. Uh, he I uh, speculated uh, one megawatt hour, which I think, well, yeah, that's pretty much what we thought before, too. So that's 700 kilowatts hours, 700 kilowatt hours in 30 minutes. Yeah. That's a lot of juice. That's 1.4 megawatt charging. All right. The other big thing, too, in the update on the website is the removal of the pricing. Uh, and that's something that we've been anticipating for a while now. Tesla has been saying like 150000 for the 300-mile version, I think, and 180000 for the 500-mile version, but we're expecting a, a price increase like everything else these days. Uh, but it's still likely, uh, the economics of it are still likely really pretty good just from the gas saving alone. Oh yeah, uh, with the new updated website, with Elon saying that it's shipping out this year, I would expect some kind of uh, product launch uh, later, relatively soon. Uh, that hasn't been one of those in a, in a while for Tesla. Yeah, it is. It is kind of strange. Uh, we've been kind of riding the Model Three and Model Y train for a while. There's nothing new, like yeah, production wise. I mean, to be fair, those products have been more impactful than anything else in the industry. But uh, right. still, like we. Tesla launch product are always fun. It always uh, gets things moving. You always, and you always get a lot of, uh, it, it moves the industry at Tesla launch product. Like, you know, the Roadster came out and then everybody had to update their spec like <laughs> and all that. So I would assume that uh, something similar is going to happen with the Tesla semi-truck because there is competition out there. There's, there's Nikola now uh, shipping trucks. There's Freightliner shipping trucks. Uh, Lion Electric shipping trucks. There's a lot of people shipping trucks. Like, we, just, we just saw... Uh, uh, dashboard from a California Air Resource Board that said that there are right now over 2,300 um, electric trucks in operation. In, uh, I think that includes buses, though. Yeah, I included buses. Trucks and buses uh, in California in operation right now. Still good. Buses are good, too. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Buses, they are the one that makes the most sense. They all should all be electric already if uh, production capacity would uh, enable that. Especially school buses are the one that makes yeah. like you they sit alone for so long. It's 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 got a, they already have such a, a, a very uh unique and kind of uh not inefficient use case that the electric vehicle especially I, I like the idea of uh, using the uh, vehicle to grid the capacity to at the same time so when they sit around, that would make a ton of sense. All right. Um there was this thing like give us a glimpse of how Tesla plans to uh, enable the supercharger network for non-Tesla EV owners uh, in the near future. In the U.S., uh, of course, they already do in Europe. But the integration with the app in the U.S. looks like Tesla is planning a membership uh, thing to come out. So that was something that was added to the app uh, earlier this week, but it was quickly removed, which uh, led us to believe that it was probably a mistake and that it was enabled. We were a test and then it was uh, removed. Because specifically, the the membership was nine nine cents a month, so I'm pretty sure that was a mistake. Like uh, I know a lot of people have been running with that. I would I wouldn't bank on that at all. Uh, it's just it's not it's way too cheap compared to other things in the market, and also it just doesn't make sense for what Tesla is trying to 
to do here, I think, is uh, there was two tiers, obviously, the pay uh, per use and then the membership. And the advantage of the membership over the pay per use is a lower price per kilowatt hour, but the, uh, 99 cents per month, which is like the the lower price per kilowatt hour would have to be a very small difference for Tesla to make sense to even charge that. So I think that was really much a placeholder. Um, we don't have all the details yet, obviously, since Tesla hasn't launched it, but uh, we assume that Tesla is going to launch that uh, relatively soon. The way I see it is probably going to be that um, the pay-as-you-go uh, price for non-Tesla V owner is going to be higher than the price per kilowatt hour for Tesla owners, what they pay right now. And then you could get a membership as a non-Tesla EV owner and get the same price or closer to the price that Tesla owners pay. I think that would be the the logical step here. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you think uh, EVgo and Electrify America and ChargePoint and Shell and all the others are concerned that Tesla might have a really good product here and, and you know, may make their model seem silly. They should be. Yeah. They certainly should. If they're not, they're being dumb as hell. Cause uh, this is, if there's something great about like just this, this just drove 400 miles today and it was as easy as it gets, uh, just stopping along the 81 here, all the sheets. She, I don't know, is that how you pronounce that? You know, the, yep. those station, those kind yep. of, just as a partnership along the 81, they, they, uh, every 100 miles they have a, a sheet station and it's it's perfect, uh, super easy to do. And all these stations have like at least like eight of them or something like that. You know, like you go to an EVgo, you go to Electrify America, they have like four. Electrify so, America have some bigger ones these days, but still for the most part. So the I let but let's be serious though. Tesla is not cheap either, so the the, the price is going to be significant. So this, if there's going to have a competitive aspect to it here, I think EVgo and Electrify America are going to be able maybe to complete compete on the price per kilowatt hour. But in terms of convenience, in terms of uh, uh, just pure location aspect of it, I think Tesla has a giant advantage right now. And also, they have money. Tesla has more money than EVgo, more money than Electrify America. They they are they they are drowning in cash right now and in free cash flow. Tesla. Um, the only reason that the supercharger network is not expanding as fast as some people would like, including myself, is purely a, a labor issue. Like, is it's it's labor extensive to not uh, not just uh, the actual labor of like installing it, but just uh, the, the, those deal with property owners, those permitting aspect. There's the deal with the electric right. utility. All those things are it, it, there's there's it's hard to get like people that are good at making them happen. And because uh, Tesla would be expanding that uh, faster if they if they if they could, it's not the money the problem right now. Yeah, I mean they're they have kind of a like a business model. I mean, up until recent, you know, the first stage was just making making uh, electric vehicles viable for long trips. Like mm-hmm. that was the purpose of the superchargers. Then you know, Model Y and Model Three come out. There's a lot of people. All of a sudden, it starts oh, making yeah. some money. Yeah. And then yeah. now that they're thinking about third parties, they're they're they have an opportunity to make a ton of money. And I will yeah. say, I could own that space if like almost like right, especially, especially they, since they, right now like seventy percent of the EVs in the US are Teslas, right? Already, you know, obviously Tesla makes it easy. They have the technology. Um, I, you know, I have haven't used it with a 
a non-Tesla EV yet, but I, I imagine it's, it's fairly straightforward. Um, you know, and then EVgo and Electrify America and all the others, like, you know, sadly are, are, are not very, uh, you know, they're not great technology wise and they're down quite a bit. They're not reliable. Like if I'm going on a long trip in a a non-Tesla EV, like I'm not feeling real confident about, you know, like the charging stations, you know, maybe like three out of the four, uh, are down sometimes. So, um, yeah, and it's also like, pure location too. Like, like I just—it's not everywhere. Somewhere they have good location. And I know it's not the, the the greatest example, but like I was going to Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, Tesla had like three options, including one at Bucky's. My first time as a Bucky. Uh, I understand why crazy. people love Bucky's. I mean, it's of course they they are like selling fuel, like. Um, like it's just coming from the ground right there. Like it is, there's just so many cars just getting fuel there. But uh, the, what, what I was shocked by Bucky's is how efficient it is because I was I, I got there to charge, park my car, and I needed to go to the bathroom and get something to eat. And I saw like it had to be like 600 people there. So I'm like, what am I doing here? This is like I have like a 20 minute charge to do. Like I'm not I'm never gonna get out of here. Uh, I've been going to the bathroom and getting something to eat. You get it, it's full packed to. To, to the to the door and i was in and out in seconds uh nice. I, I, I just couldn't believe it everywhere I, I have the people that was inside looked like they were working there it's crazy i was very <laughs> surprised uh i understand why people love it now uh, other than the of course the fueling aspect like uh, i don't know i don't know if there's like an advantage to fuel there versus some somewhere else it has to be because there were so many people just gassing up there um but yeah, it, they had one there uh, just outside of Birmingham. They had one on the other side of Birmingham. If you're going towards Mississippi, they had one in town. Uh, when I went there with the must my, my so I, I just went through there with uh, my Model Three. When I went through there with the Mustang a few months ago, I had to go twenty miles, uh, maybe 15, 15, 20 miles outside of town to get to uh, an Nature Fire America station to charge up before leaving town to my next destination. Makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, so that's one of the things that nobody really talks about. Um, Electrify America, EA, um, and EVgo and Shell, and they're all kind of looking at it from a you know, where's the cheapest place to put it? Where can mm-hmm. we get subsidies? You know, Tesla's like, all right, we need something between big cities. That's where they start. And then they they kind of look at it from like, all right, where are the, the blind spots? Like, let's show show off our map. Whereas, you know, I think EVgo, like, doesn't even come in unless they can get subsidized energy, mm-hmm. um, you know, that the city that, you know, subsidizes some of the, the cost mm-hmm. of the, the stuff. And then, you know, they look at population centers. They want to be in a highly populated area. And that's just not where people need to to charge. And so, you know, Tesla's chargers are, are in places where people need to be. And, uh, I don't think, I don't think the other companies are really, are, they're not getting there. Yeah. No, the Tesla, the, 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 you can see there's thoughts that goes into where the station goes more than, uh, than most other companies. Like, uh, uh, in the case of EA, that was, they have a big partnership with Walmart. And that was, that was one of them. That was uh, one of the, the Walmarts sometimes sometimes it can be a good location sometimes not like a lot of walmarts it just don't make sense really um but yeah the, the sheets one like sheets is, is was my first time there it's great too um we we stopped there was a zaxby's have you ever been at a zaxby's great yeah. fried chicken zaxby's okay. uh, on the way up here 
Nice no, spot. they have great location. Yeah, this this is going to be interesting. Uh, uh, when it, when it's all, of course, like the the market. I, I'm not. I don't even know if like what's the, what's the best approach here. Really, the federal government is pouring five billion dollars into this, so obviously this. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of growth, but like there's going to be a lot of mismanagement of that money too. Like how, like I I know that when the, the, the here's the thing too, Tesla is probably going to be pretty good at getting that money and probably use it efficiently, but also they don't need it. <laughs> so, right. So it's not going to be that useful. Like Tesla is already, I think, the deploying station as fast as they can, uh, labor wise. So right. unless maybe like they buy up. Like if you go on the cheap or charge point on the cheap or whatnot, how much if you go is or do you think right now? Give me a guess. Set. One hundred fifty million. Oh boy, you're way up. <laughs> I was gonna say a billion, but it's actually two point five billion. billion. Two point okay, five billion. <laughs> yeah, give you like three guesses. <laughs> Uh, no, so yeah, this is my. I love Tesla could easily. That's that's their free cash flow for a quarter, so they could easily buy that. But but why would they? They they have all these legacy stations and you know, yeah. But I feel there. like they could make they could make those stations already better, probably, and then uh, they could use the staff to like all right, like use a. Uh, it's probably the like it's would be almost like an acqui hire uh, acquisition hire type of things where. They get the staff like, all right, you guys are now all permitting for superchargers. Uh, I don't know, may, maybe the another bottleneck of superchargers is the actual production of superchargers themselves. I know Tesla in, in China they had to build this new factory for it. Uh, so are all, all Tesla chargers coming out of China, or I feel uh, like uh, New York was building. Yeah, New York was also producing some, uh, but uh, I don't know if they're producing enough. Hmm. All right. Oh, if this was also this is a great news that I feel I feel like I'm I'm not always one to complain about like the mainstream media or people that keep telling me you have to call them legacy media now because you guys are mainstream too. Uh, the legacy media is like or the bigger media, whatever you want to call them. They are missing on this because this this was big news this week, and I I didn't see uh, anyone other than the, the specialist media uh, covering this. It was the first um, emergency event of the virtual power plant in California. So just earlier this week, we also reported that Tesla expanded the virtual power plant in California from just the PG&E to the Southern California edition. And that covers uh, Southern California, hence the name, but mainly like the Los Angeles and surrounding areas. So now they have they cover most of California basically with that power plant. So most of the Tesla owners in California can jump on this uh, virtual power plant system and get paid for providing grid services when they come, uh, when they need um, emergency alert, uh, when they need more power. So there was this uh, PG&E this week. Uh, PG&E had this flex alert that they, that they called out that was on the 15th. Yeah, on the 15th. And uh, it was because of hot temperature, which... Uh, and it would, uh, comes with high energy demand, of course, when uh, people are running their ECs like crazy. So they were anticipating that they were going to need to run some picker plans to compensate for that, which is a lot more expensive, which put the grids at risk if there's too much demand. So instead, what they, well, not instead, I'm sure they ran some picker plans too, but they ran this, uh, they sent out this alert to the virtual power plant Tesla to bend together for, and oh, that was on 17th, sorry, 17th. Uh, for uh, between 5 a.m. 
uh, no, start charging at 5 a.m. So early in the morning, you start charging, and uh, then they start discharging at 6 p.m. So I think from 6 p.m. to uh, 9 p.m., that's when uh, the uh, the discharge happened. So if you had Powerwall and solar, well, during the day, you could you could accumulate, you charge your Powerwall with your solar, and um, you could limit the amount that you use versus what you're going to send to the grid and get paid for it at two dollars per kilowatt hour, which is not which is not nothing. Uh, some people probably made like 50, 60, 70 bucks uh, for just from that that single event. And uh, we we saw that at some point the PG&E because they separate the, the the grid from PG&E and the uh, Southern Edison. Southern Edison and only uh, uh, again they started like three days ago. Only about two hundred and thirty homes that w- with power walls. It doesn't say how many power walls, but most of them are more than uh, more than one. Um, and th- over two thousand, I think uh, I think at the peak it was two thousand five hundred homes on the PG&G network com- uh, uh, contributing to the virtual power plant. With uh, over sixteen thousand kilowatts, sixteen megawatts of power uh, being handed out, so this is this is uh, like we've been talking. There's been talk about a, a smart grid for a while. This this is what it looks like to me, like a true smart grid with distributed energy assets all around it, bending together to uh, make the grid work without having to use these expensive and very polluting peaker plants. And also avoid brownouts. I mean, even with picker plants now, California has been experiencing brownouts for years. Uh, this this is going to eliminate that too. So win 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 on all sides here. Big success. Still on the energy front, uh, yeah. This little scoop earlier this week, I was looking at the Teslas. Uh, I like to look at the new job postings at Tesla Times because it gives you some ideas of what Tesla is working on and whatnot or new locations and things like that. And I uh, ended up finding this uh, uh, this job posting for a product operation manager in retail electricity based in Austin, Texas. And then I read the description. I'm like, oh, this is actually an interesting description. It confirmed that Tesla is planning to launch a new electricity retailer in the Texas market. So the description reads, this product operation manager will be central to the success of Tesla's emerging electricity retail business. This person will support the launch and growth of a new electricity retailer in Texas market. This uh, person will be responsible for managing retail electricity product, administering the customer portfolio, coordinating customer support, blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, this this is something that Tesla has been hinting at for a while now. There was an application with the Public Utility Commission in Texas, and uh, the uh, they also been running a, a, another virtual power plant there at a demonstration with Tesla Powerwall owner in Texas. Uh, and uh, now, re- really, it shows that Tesla is looking to be a, an electricity retailer in the state. Uh, we know that Tesla is also developing its own energy assets in the state, a big two hundred fifty megawatt uh, mega pack system, mega yeah mega pack. Uh, project and also just I mean just this right there when it's completed I don't know we were we were speculating about it but it has to be in the hundreds of megawatts right when it's completed this when it's completed yeah yeah you know Fred I don't know if you saw this but you found this yesterday but a whole bunch of other sites found the exact same job listing today and they didn't they didn't acknowledge you so they must have found it coincidentally uh, yeah, on their Fox, own. You, you know, you know, this is the only one who gave me credit. Who's that? Fox News. <laughs> wow. 
Congratulations. Fox News posted it a few hours after me, so uh, so it looks bad when it's a few hours after it. And then there's there's a lot of uh, other uh, journalists uh, that um, that posted it, and they were like, "Yeah, I found it. I found myself, and 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 everything." It's like I look like I it wasn't just posted yesterday, and then I found it and posted. It has been online for a week now. I think it was August. No, more than a week. It was August sixth. I think it was posted. And no one found it for like two weeks. <laughs> I find it, and then you find it the next day. Sure enough, sure enough. Yeah, now it's uh, it's making the round the news, like especially in Texas, obviously. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of used to it at this point. Um, I was a you know, you know, you know what was my favorite Austin's... one? What's that? No, just, since we're in that subject, I'm not. I'm not going to stay on it too long because I don't want to get too much attention to this but just just to let you know uh that my the funniest one is was just already posting it a few hours after i did and uh, i called her out the, the, the girl that that wrote it and i was like why are you not giving me credit for this like you have to find it on this and then she says no i found it on fox news we did give Which me credit but no that, i was like news yeah, I was like, why did it why did it link to Fox? Like, where did you credit Fox News? It's like, uh, and then she had the link to Fox News. I'm like, all right. But now but now that you know it's coming from, you know, no, 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 no. It's like Yeah, I know. Uh, obviously it's the, that's that that place is a little bit of hot hot garbage over there, but oh yeah, yeah. Um all right, though, I mean, we've been on the Inflation uh, Reduction Act for a while now. Uh, obviously, this week, the, the news was that uh, Biden signed it. Like, uh, two weeks ago was the Senate. Uh, last week was the House. Then, obviously, President Biden signed it this week. But uh, it's not. there was not any option that he wasn't doing it, anything like that. So, But the, the thing, of course, is, well, well it's something that he clarified. Though we were, we were arguing about that last week, said when we didn't know if... So, when does the... Um, manufacturer sales cap huh we were talking about the chevy bolt last week yeah it was a bolt yeah when does the sales cap get removed and it is next year so you don't get access to it until next year so that was the big question that we had but these are all which is a big deal so uh what i wasn't clear on this article though is like because the 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 list is it because the list is coming from them right from the uh irs i guess the deal the whatever Department of Energy. If you hit the list of vehicles link, I think that's where it goes up up a little bit more. There it is. Yeah, it's the deal. But are, yeah, are those so really? Yeah, but this I don't I don't think this is clearly the list of uh, the ones that are going to be eligible. To be honest, I think they are bad. They are they are being careful think, the way that they mentioned this because they said a list of vehicle with final assembly in North America, but that's not the only requirement. Like yes, right. those are all the vehicles that are assembled. In North America, right, like a Rivian or a Mercedes EQS is not going to be a below eighty thousand dollars. But I believe that doesn't take effect till the end of the year. That doesn't take effect in the year. But the, the new does the new credit take effect right now? That's so confusing, man. Yeah, it is very confusing. I think you can still get the credit on those vehicles, but because um, the, the only the other thing that uh, comes into effect at the end of the year is also the requirement for the battery materials and everything and, and those like th- that's just for being assembled in america i don't think i don't think they necessarily have the requirements for the battery materials especially yeah, it's quite, like it's no. quite weird because there's a lot of uh plug-in hybrids on here like you know the audi q5 like who even knew that was like a 
an option. There's a lot of plug-in hybrids, which is, you know, really like disappointing. The escape um, EV. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of vehicles you never even knew about that are going to get tax credits where Can you even you know, buy a Pacifica right now. No idea. I thought they were like, uh, we've been kind of saying goodbye to plug-in hybrids. I guess maybe this, this will yeah. make them stick around a little bit longer. Unfortunately. Oh, even even a seventy five hundred dollar credit wouldn't do much. It's, it's it's that much of an attractive product, and also there's just not no not any supply of it. Yeah, so um, we'll get to the comments later. But um, I've been having I've been hearing a lot of people trying to get a Chevy Bolt, and they're zero out there. I bet. Yeah, I mean they gm for whatever reason dropped the price of that where everybody was everybody else has been raising the prices of their vehicles gm dropped it i guess they have the thirty thousand dollar equinox coming so they didn't want to i don't know have that out there but it's yeah it's it's definitely like their last generation product like it's right it's not then the the focus is going to be on the equinox on the blazer on the silverado but buying so buying a chevy bolt uh apparently january 1st uh, you'll be able to get the $7,500 tax credit back. Um, we'll, we'll knock it down below $20,000, uh, actually to $18,000. And then on top of that, if you have like $2,000 from New York state or something, that's becoming like a $15,000, $16,000 car at that point. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know who wouldn't buy one of those if they had that kind of money and wanted an AV. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the way like uh, Ben Weibracht, I think, as a, as a good point. So the, the the way that the, the really effect is is more like it's removed access to the credit to a bunch of vehicles more than right. I didn't add anything. Yet. So it's really just some of them are not eligible right now. Yeah, but you're right. Like your Audi Q5, like I'm even surprised that it's built in North America. Where where is Audi right. in North America? Where is it North Carolina? Uh, I'm sure it's somewhere in the south. Yeah. It might be Chattanooga, like part of the the VW. VW yeah. Yeah. All right. This this was uh this is sexy. This is a Banshee electric charger concept that was unveiled by Dodge this week. I know Jamie doesn't like it because it looks like it has an exhaust in the back. Or, but you know, that's it. He does like it. I think. Yeah. I read the the comment, the post. He had some some good comments to say about it. I think the things he doesn't like is the mostly the fake sounds that that comes out of it and right. uh did, did they say that's going to be optional because i i like i really don't care about that as as long as they say it was is it's an uh, optional um an exhaust yeah, i'm not i'm not certain okay. I, I, it kind of feels like they should have options on that like that that would be really weird if it was that frat zonic you call it the front for the frat zone the name of an old tree prog dodge logo from the 60s 126 decibel of sound, equivalent to a Hellcat. I mean, we don't see nothing say it in here, but as long as, long as it's optional, I, I couldn't care less. Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, the 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 car itself or the concept, I guess, is uh good looking. Yeah, if, if you're you into like, this kind of look, for sure. Yeah. It's sleek. Uh, but yeah, I mean this this is a pre- basically a preview of the electric charger that's going to be coming in uh, 2024. Dutch, I've been saying for years now that uh, they uh, they're going to come with the first like real American muscle car that's all electric and uh, no specs whatsoever. So we're not going to get too excited just yet. 
but uh, we get an idea of what it might look like. And I like it. I like it. I might, uh, might uh, find uh, a few uh, takers. All right, the ID buzz. We got some idea on the demand on the European side where they already have opened the order books, uh, not open in the US just yet. But uh, in Europe, they confirmed today that they already have 10,000 orders for it, uh, even though they haven't opened it in all markets like uh, France and the UK, some of the bigger markets. So uh, we expect that it's going to be sold out by the time they start deliveries in a few months. And uh, because uh, they only plan to make 15,000 units this year. So it's not like... A, a giant demand for it, but enough that it's uh, it's sold out this year. Basically, it's going to be sold out this year uh, before the launch in the, the U.S., I think late next year, I think it's going to be. But yeah, the uh, why I wanted to post that today too is because I'm actually going to Europe next week to uh, to test it out. So if you guys have any questions that you want me to uh, try to answer during my review, let me know and I'll, I'll try to find the answer when I get some time with the with the electric van in uh in just a few days really pretty excited about it this is uh yeah kind of a unique thing in the market right now for sure and i'm actually surprised that they only had ten thousand orders for it the the amount of hype for it and the uh you know just people around me are like oh when is that going to be available i want to get that because there's not really a lot of good third row options they're just kind of coming online obviously model y has a small third row uh, the mercedes eqb uh, has a third row, but not much else out there with the third row EVs. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Like the it, Volkswagen said, I mean, this is these are comments. Uh, these numbers came from Lars Krauss, the VW Commercial Vehicles head of sales, and uh, he did say that uh, they expect demand in Europe to be similar to the demand in the U.S. But I, I, I think somehow this might be more popular in the U.S. than it is in Europe. Uh, I wouldn't be too surprised about that. It, one I need to ask is I haven't heard it about in a while. Do you know if they still plan to make them in the U.S.? Because they have to be. I think they do. Yeah. I think they do at the Chattanooga place. Yeah. I haven't heard that in a while. I know they said that early on, but um, you know what? I think what they said early on is that it's going to come to the U.S. in 2022. Uh, but that was going to come first from Europe. And then. 2024. And then we're going to start production in 2024 in the U.S. But I think that the vehicle coming to the U.S. in any form until 2024. Yeah, then. now now I think that's the case. But I think early, originally they said it's going to come to the U.S. sooner than that. I think it was delayed because mm. um, okay. it's production is starting already starting back in May. I mean, the fact that the uh, infrastructure bill passed and U.S. cars are getting uh, more money, I think. It, it motivates more automakers to make EVs in the U.S. So mm-hmm. if they were on the fence about it, now they can uh, reap the rewards. Yeah. I'm, I'm obviously not as tapped into the European market, uh, obviously. I, I don't know what's the feeling of nostalgia around the VW minibus, but uh, in the U.S., it's pretty strong. Like every everyone I talk to about it, they're like, oh, yeah, really? Are they really? They're doing that? Oh, that might be interesting. And, uh, people that don't have any EVs or never really thought about it. Polestar, Polestar is a new supercar uh, or Roadster, at least, uh, concept that are uh, going to turn into the Polestar 6. So the O2 that was unveiled, uh, that wasn't just unveiled. We saw that. Oh, yeah, we saw it in July. Uh, the uh, 
they're going to turn it into the Polestar 6 in 2026. Hmm. And it looks like this. I mean, the obvious question is 2026. Is that is the Tesla Roadster going to be out by then? <laughs> I hope so. I mean, and this this might be more expensive than a Tesla Roadster, to be honest, because when, when you talk to me about 500 special, special editions, I'm being... Uh, that always make my uh, uh, make me worry about the price, uh, but in terms of some some of the specs, uh, eight hundred volt uh, architecture, double motor uh, powertrain, up to six hundred fifty kilowatts of output, zero to sixty in three point two seconds. So it's going to be slower than the, the roadster, but like yeah, when you talk about numbered units uh, in the five hundred, oh, unless is it to start with. The EV company says it would build 500 numbered units of the Polestar's LE Concept Edition. This roadster will feature Sky Blue. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe they're going to be more than that. It's not clear. Maybe so the LE Concept would be the special edition, and then there's going to be more. So they're going to make 500 special edition ones and then roll it out as a normal product after that? Yeah, if they do that, then okay, that might, might be a little less expensive because the specs don't don't scream to me like any, like you can sell that as a $200,000 $200, supercar. It's good spec, but not nothing to write home about. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I've been saying for a long time, we need kind of a, a nice little convertible small convertible with decent range that's not too expensive like mazda miata but electric uh, i thought maybe that could be it but uh i would need to see the price before i say that right all right we're already almost an hour in we went through the news this week it was kind of a slower news week this week but let's get into the comments because uh, you guys have been going nuts yeah all right uh tyler hilliard question do you Think Tesla will export out of U.S. a ton for the rest of the year, then have a huge New Year's Day U.S. delivery event due to the tax credit. It's an interesting, interesting idea. Uh, Tesla's done stuff like that in the past. Certainly, what do you has, think? Yeah. yeah, I mean you're right. I mean if you go historically speaking, Tesla has optimized deliveries for uh, subsidies before. And I know people like this. This is uh, has been like a vector of attack for for naysayers with Tesla naysayers. Like Tesla's optimizing for subsidies. It's like this is bad. This is this is business. Like this is how it works. Like it's <laughs> if subsidies are out there, people are going to take advantage of it. So I wouldn't blame Tesla on that. Uh, also, it's uh, it's for the buyers. Like <laughs> the buyers too. Like if you're going to be on the market for a new car. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna want to take everything you think can advantage of, and Tesla is just being nice to the customers and like I'm gonna help you get those those credits. So yeah, I mean this is this is uh, this is gonna be something that's gonna be talked about in the media a lot. Like oh, Tesla is taking advantage of like hundreds of millions of dollars of tax credit, um, but uh, the truth is like every other automaker is gonna try to do the same thing. But yep. yeah, I think they put it uh, out there. Tyler, uh, Tyler is on is on to something that's probably going to be uh, something that that's going to happen. All right, uh, you might have answered this, but uh, Mr. Turkey Neck says, "Fred, how is the Blue Ridge section any different from plain vanilla auto steer?" I mean, on the Blue Ridge Parkway, it, it was uh, very similar to the, to that. So it, it, it was that's why I wanted to test it. I wanted to be able to because I knew it wouldn't engage auto steer. It would engage the full self driving beta, like the red lines instead of the blue lines or whatever. Uh, 
so it's a different stack. So that's that's kind of what I wanted to test with this. And it performs very similarly, very well, other than uh, the some of some of the phantom braking is a little bit more frequent for sure than it is on auto steer. Like on the on the like six miles that I was on the parkway, it was it happened like three times or maybe. And, but not as severe as it is on uh, autopilot on the highway. But I would have to assume that it has to do with speed more than anything else. Uh, if you're already driving slower, it's uh, it's different. But yeah, then of course when I, I went off the parkway and into those little winding roads, and the the, the driver intervention was was significant. It was it was scary. Uh, I love that a lot of people, a lot of Tesla fans, was like attacking me on like why you said it was scary because it was scary. <laughs> Look at the video; I got scared. <laughs> like I'm not lying. I'm not, a, I'm not an actor or anything like that. Yeah, crisis actor, Fred. <laughs> All right, uh, Doug Grinberg's. Uh, question reportedly Charin uh, MCS standard connector pilots in 2023 production in 2024 would Tesla and others use prototypes and retrofit with production truck and charger connections when finalized released uh, that's referring to the uh, Tesla mega charger I think right yeah yeah I don't know if they're going to be called mega chargers though I'm not, I'm not so sure about that but uh, because Tesla seems to have changed some of the phrasing on their website but um Anyway, we're talking about the same thing anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Tesla has participated in it. It would make sense to for them to deploy them with the protocol of the uh, mega charging standard. Is it, oh, okay. Well, mega charger, well, is, was the Tesla... What, what, is, what is it charging? MCS? MCS stands for what? Megawatt charging standard? Something like that? I think megawatt, I think right? so. It's yeah. not mega charger. Um, yeah, I think it would make sense to have it the protocol built in uh, to be compatible whenever uh, the official standard and connector rolls out. Yep, they can do just like cars and and eventually charge other vehicles. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so we're getting into a a bit of a, uh, a feed here, but um, Sebastian Perlowski says, "How many Chevy Volts are they making?" Um, and the answer is not enough. Um, so he's been trying to get a, a bolt for a month and nobody even has them online. Um, a roll of 20 chimes in saying there's no EVs within 300 miles. There's, there's one bolt EV within 300 miles of him and zero bolt EVs. Um, and <laughs> comically Chevy is actually advertising this. Like I see it in my Facebook feed, like they're <laughs> advertising bolts. But the advertising, also the Blazer and the Equinox, GM's advertising is pretty strong for these things, even though like you're not even on the market yet. Like, right? I, and uh, do they really need to advertise the Blazer right now on the Equinox? Because I feel like they would be like a giant wait list if it was available right now, and it's not going to be right. available for months. So, yeah, put the resources into getting those cars out, not uh, the marketing yeah. department. Um, and you know. I think a lot of people will know this, but um, there's not really a lot of EVs inventory out there at all. And one of the only ones that people are finding are the Ionic 5s, the Hyundai yeah. Ionic 5s. At what and, price, though? Yeah, and the, there's huge markups there and pretty much everywhere um, for everything. Yeah. All right, let's see. Uh, Tyler's back. I've seen a Rivian, like, by the way. I've seen a, a R1T on the road uh, in Tennessee yesterday. Interesting. Uh, no, this um, morning. So I saw on Twitter that somebody had taken the Rivian um, up the 
the highway in Alaska that we wanted to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we asked Rivian and uh, Ford and uh, Chevy, or sorry, uh, GM, if we could grab an electric truck and take it to the Arctic Circle. And they've all been like, eh, maybe. Somebody else did it, so too late. Mm. All right, so back to Tyler. Question, does anyone know what percent of Austin Model Ys are 4680 versus 2170? Those are the battery packs. I'm hoping for a good portion 4680, maybe LR soon, if not already. So I don't think that's yeah. good. No, I think it's mostly 2170s. Yeah, we don't have that information, but we do know that the, the production spiked up very much when uh, when they do started when they did start production with the 2170. So you can do the math there. All right, uh, Roller Twenty says, "Do you have?" Do you guys have any inside scoop on when the Equinox EVs or, or EV orders open? Don't they um, like change orders? I think we're going to find out on September 8th. There's an event in New York City that I'm going to that uh, we're going to find out a bunch of information on. Yeah, I thought, uh, yeah I, that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about the event, but but maybe maybe it's going to be there. Maybe it's going to, going to start taking orders on September. Uh, what do you see September what? September 8th. Yeah. We're going to find out some more information. Um, by the way, uh, I got invited to go to Spain, Madrid, uh, to test the Land Rover hybrids. And they have some plugins and some not plugins. And I was like, where well, I'm not going to cover, like, you can fly me there. And <laughs> You're going to do the test drive and not report on it? <laughs> well, if they have a plug-in with, like, 50 miles of range, I, I guess I yeah. can report on it because you know, whatever. But I told them and they were like, yeah, no problem. Come on out. So, uh, I might be going to Spain for no reason at all. Yeah. Let, let Jaguar Land Rover, they love that though. Those like Spain, Portugal and all that. That's, that's yeah. not the first time they bring us on. It's so hard to turn down those things. Cause they're yeah. just like, you know, beautiful trip. But yeah. yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right. Moving on. Uh, Mr. Turkey neck, Fred, please find out how the passenger space in the ID seven may be configured. Ala Westphalia, I think it means the buzz. Ala Westphalia yeah. or Ice California model. Right, yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll definitely focus on the passenger space, especially the third row. Uh, I I think I'm gonna have access to uh, a lot of different configurations there, uh, and uh, also even the cargo one. Uh, I know that's not passenger, but uh, I know that's of interest of a lot of people that might want to use it as a, a commercial vehicle. All right. Jeffrey Hamilton says, way back in 2019 at Tesla's first autonomy day, Elon said all leases would. Moving on. We'll return to Tesla at the end of the lease. Is this still the case? I think so, but not not for that reason that he stated back then. <laughs> right. That, in hindsight, like that was like such a brilliant move. <laughs> like, because there's so much money on, on, on cars coming back from leases right now, just from the used car market being this crazy. So back then, of course, he said, oh, we're doing that because we want all these cars to be used in the Tesla network fleet of autonomous vehicle, which still hasn't happened now uh, three years later. Uh, but now what Tesla is doing instead of those cars is they are not building their fleet with it. They are selling them back for an hefty, hefty profit. So good on them. But yeah, that Tesla network is still vaporware. 
All right, Bike Angel Angelus question is Rivian's production numbers and financials comparable to Tesla when Tesla was producing a similar similar number of cars? Yeah, I've been through that in a different podcast, um, Mr. Bike Angelus. Uh, no, that's the problem. That's the problem. So in terms of uh, revenue and, and, and uh, gross margins, uh, well, not revenue, I guess, but gr- the most important is, is the gross margin. Like the, the revenue is nowhere near what this is gross margin was at, at that kind of production volume. And not only that, the expenses that they have operating expensive is much higher than what Tesla was. And uh, finally, uh, the only advantage that they had over Tesla at that time, that person is their cash balance. So they can withstand that for a while, but it's not sustainable. So they need to turn it sustainable by increasing gross profit, reducing operating expenses. Or, or it, to me, it looks like, it, but maybe they want to reduce them a little bit, their operating expenses, but not in any kind of significant way that 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 would make sense. I think. I think they are more banking and like we're gonna figure that this production and and. Because they have the demand for it, so I know it's tempting. When you have the cash balance and you have the demand, like if we can produce these cars in high volume at an attractive price, we have the market to sell them. Uh, they have like eighty, ninety thousand reservation right now, um, so it makes sense. But I just, I, 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 I'm starting to get worried a little bit on the expense front, front, and yeah. gross margin. All right. Uh... Increpable says, hi, guys. I will mm. subscribe now. That's a good uh, segue yeah. into everybody should subscribe and hit the like button and give us a good review. But also, uh, make sure you tell your friends to subscribe. Uh, we haven't asked that before, but um, <laughs> I know a lot of people are looking for good EV podcasts. So hit that. Yeah. And uh, if you're listening on your podcast app, too, you should definitely uh, give us a, a five-star review. Uh, that Those are always appreciated and they help a ton. We got a bunch of them last weekend. Uh, I, I read them all and I appreciate you guys for, for writing them out. All right. A few more questions here. Okay. Carl in San Diego, given the Bolt will be too cheap after the new year. Uh, I mean, that, that's that yeah. may be true or not, uh, and they likely have no profit in their deeply discounted car. Shouldn't we expect a price hike on it? I mean, they should have already price hiked it, and they shouldn't have dropped the price, but they did, and here we are. So yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I really want to be in that meeting. That What happened in that meeting? I'm like, let's drop the price now. Uh, maybe yeah, literally all of our competitors are raising the price. Yeah. Yeah, but they had the data. Maybe there was something that we didn't see at the time that like they, they saw like new orders just falling or something, but or they got mm-hmm. nervous. I don't, I don't know what happened. All right, Bike Angels back with question. Articles from mainstream media and tech outlets like CNET seem to have a negative skeptical outlook overall for EVs. Are you guys overly optimistic or is MSM, mainstream media, completely diluted about EVs? I mean, we're biased, so like take that into account. We obviously, are biased. We are in EV publication, so we we and, and we do strongly believe that EVs are the future, and they're gonna happen. The future is gonna happen much faster than than most people think, including those mainstream media outlets. Um, it's something that I, I've often told myself: like, am I am I just like am I really ahead of the curve here, or am I delusional in how fast this is gonna happen? But uh, Though I the way I see the mind shift of people once the there's 
enough options on the market like there are in like in Norway, for example. I know also Norway has strong incentive and everything, but those incentives are just they, they, they just accelerate the economics of it and the economics are changing all the time for a ton of different factors. The incentive is just one of the factors that can accelerate the economics to make EVs uh, a better option. So the way I see it, with all the other factors happening right now, it's uh, it's game over. Like It's, it's going to happen super fast. We just need the production and we need uh, the different models. Like in the U- People cannot see it in the U.S. because right now we're literally at 6%. 6% of new car sales are EVs. Right. So people are like, how, how are we going to get to Norway that's already at 90%? It's like pickup trucks, <laughs> large uh, SUVs, uh, and just more options in general. And Norway had um, still has more probably more options than EV models than, than, than the U.S. despite being what, 130th the side of the size of the U.S.? Yeah. All right. So we're getting, we're getting long on time. Let's yeah. just do yeah. two more. Carl in San Diego question. I've heard conflicting reports about ID4, Volkswagen ID4 being sold out for 1.5 years. An auto line Detroit saying they have 150 days of inventory. What's the story there? I, I think ID4, at least in the U.S., is highly dependent on the uh, the Chattanooga factory coming online, which would, should do later this year. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't have any specific numbers there. Yeah, I don't know what Autoline is, is getting that number for um, because uh, I know personally a lot of people that are waiting for the ID4. So, uh, no, it doesn't add up to me. Yeah. And the last question Have you heard about Imperium Motors? Any clue when they will begin delivering their SUV in North America? I've uh, looked at their website and did some Googling. I, to, to be fair, I didn't go too deep into my research on them. But I kind of dismissed them pretty quickly from my research. I don't remember the exact reasons that I didn't do, but I was just not impressed about uh, their chances of actually getting a vehicle certified in North America. Uh, I uh, Just don't quote me on that. I just uh, I haven't done too much research on it. So I don't remember the details, but I remember right, like, eh, I'm not going to report on that for now until there's more serious moves. All right. All right. That's, that's all. uh that's it for us this week. If you're still listening, we love you. Uh, big fan of uh, electric vehicle like us, uh, kindred spirit. And we, uh, we hope that you're going to have a great weekend and uh, stay safe out there.